Welcome back to the Win Daily Podcast for today, August 26, 2019. I am Scott Engel. I am the king. I am fantasy alongside Jerry Colvin here. Uh, one of our newer staffers has been doing a great job. And he's the real Jerry Colvin, like it says on Twitter. No imposters, right? Nope. No imposters. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we can't have any of that. Maybe, Jerry, you might have to lay down a rap song about that. Oh, that would be the worst experience ever for our listeners. <laughs> I, can, I can hear it now, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> if, if you listen, listen to other fantasy analysts, you won't be buried. Those old guys, they ain't Jerry. <laughs> Something Sometimes like that, right? It's a little scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're getting it. You're getting oh, it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we're going to talk some football today and then uh, some baseball. But football, obviously, we've heard all, you know, about Andrew Luck and the huge news that dropped over the weekend, uh, Jerry, and everybody analyzing it from all angles. But I think we're more concerned about, you know, the fantasy football perspectives, especially in seasonal leagues. Yeah, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there today freaking out, especially in deeper leagues. You know, what am I going to do for a quarterback? So I'm real curious to get your take as this situation as the possible Andrew Luck replacements. Yeah, it's if you're already drafted, if you got as a backup, like some of the real good starting quarterbacks actually go as backups. Like you'll see Philip Rivers go in the twelfth round. You'll see Ben Roethlisberger and Kirk Cousins go in the fourteenth. Uh, and if if you got one of those guys, I think you're okay at quarterback. I I don't feel like you need to make a trade to get an Aaron Rodgers or a Patrick Mahomes or a, a Baker Mayfield or an Aaron Rodgers. You don't have to have the top guy at the position to win. I always talk, and a lot of the industry experts always talk about waiting on quarterback. And, you know, this is this is an example of it. You know, the position is very deep. Even if you're rolling out there with Dak Prescott, I, I think you're fine. Yeah, you know, usually, usually when I play in seasonal leagues, too, especially if it's only a 10-team, I usually draft my quarterback near the end. And, and honestly, I stream them week to week and just grab them as I need them for the most part because there's usually plenty of quarterbacks available on the waiver wire. Yeah, the 10-teamer, I think you don't even have to draft a backup. You can just pick them up off the waiver wire for one week, especially if you got a, if you have a durable guy, you know, that, that generally playing 16 games, you know, uh, uh, somebody that's not an Andrew Luck type. If you have a Matt Ryan, I don't think you have to pick up a backup except for the bye week. Yeah, that's that's definitely true in 10 teams. Now, the other thing I was wondering, Scott, is with Luck down, uh, how does that improve your skill position player rankings, like for Hilton and Mack? Actually, it doesn't improve it uh, at all, uh, obviously. I would think uh, – I, w- I would think you know, a lot of these guys, but it's a question of how far you bump them down. In my ranks, I dropped Hilton from ninth to 14th. I still feel like he's a top 15 guy because Jacoby Brissett is a very respectable backup. Uh, Brissett two years ago in 2017 didn't put up very good numbers, but he didn't have the kind of deep pass catching crew that he has. This is this is the deepest pass catching crew in the entire NFL. This is why I was excited you know, for luck at the beginning of the preseason. And before the Tyrell Williams news broke, I had him as my number one fantasy quarterback. He had a big comeback year. I didn't think this was a major injury. Uh, I learned otherwise. But this receiving crew, you have Hilton. You have Paris Campbell, who can take the top off of the defense or take a bubble screen to the house. You have Devin Funches, who could be a big target on third down or in the, in the goal line area. You know, they expected too much of him, I think, in Carolina. But 
as a big role player in Indianapolis. He fits as part of the crew. Then you have Ebron and you have Doyle and you got Naheem Hines catching passes out of the backfield. But uh, I think I think you move them all down, you know, especially Hilton, Ebron, and Matt Mack are <coughs> the biggest ones to talk about. I moved Ebron down from seven to twelve at tight end. <coughs> and then with Marlon Mack, there's some people saying, Oh, maybe this boosts him a little bit or keeps him the same because He's he's going to carry a heavy workload. Yeah. And, and, go ahead, Jerry. I think update is the better word over improve, to be honest with you. Sorry about that. That's okay. But uh, I know what you meant. But with, uh, with Mac, I liked him a lot because he was going to be the finisher for a very powerful offense to get a lot of touchdowns. And also with a heavy passing game, that would open up a lot of running lanes for him. And uh, I think there's a reduction in that overall amount. And uh, I have this my 23rd running back. Well, so the next question that Scott would be, so with, with the update in the rankings, what do you got for late round sleepers? I mean, I know I've been kind of keeping a little eye on Lamar Jackson as a backup quarterback uh, for the simple fact he's getting some higher ownership percentages over the last week in smaller leagues. So I'm just curious as to your thoughts on Brissett and other uh, sleepers that might be uh, out there right now. I have Brissett as set 25th at quarterback right now. It's uh, just outside the Sam Darnold, Josh Allen area. Uh, I know a lot of people want to go into the season with a more comfortable guy, but I like Derek Carr a lot. Uh, he's surrounded by his best pass-catching crew ever, his, his best supporting cast ever. Derek, Derek Carr, he's got to prove now that he could be the same guy he was in 2016. He's got to He's got Antonio Brown who's going to be there. Terrell Williams, uh, Darren Waller is coming on as a tight end. Uh, and also, you know, you got Josh Jacobs who can catch passes out of the backfield and take some pressure off the quarterback. Uh, Mitch Trubisky's, uh, you know, if the light goes on when the regular season starts for Trubisky, uh, the second year in a Matt Nagy offense and with Allen Robinson now being his second year removed from a major knee injury, there's possibilities. And Sam Darnold's had a pretty good preseason. Uh, a big thing for Darnold is, uh, is that, you know, he really struggled in the short passing game last year and making high percentage passes. And now they gave him Jamison Crowder and the two of them have a great rapport and really adds another dimension to the off Jets offense that was missing. Plus, you also got Le'Veon Bell catching passes out of the backfield. So, Sam Darnold's got some sleeper potential, Jerry. Yeah, it does, and that's very interesting news. And uh, I guess everybody's heard it from the king. And if anybody hasn't heard yesterday's podcast by Scott, you might want to check it out. They uh, they run down the entire draft, first round, I believe, right? Yeah, but me and Brandon C. Williams, the, uh, the entire first round, what to do with every single pick. Uh, it's a quick-hitting crash course guide to your fantasy draft. If you need to draft within, like, the next few hours and you're not prepared, uh, we go through the first round. We go through early-round draft strategies and our favorite sleepers. Yeah, so make sure you guys check that out out there. Yeah, so let's move on to baseball. Uh, we, we don't have a huge slate today. Uh, yeah, the pitching doesn't look good, Jerry. No, in the words of Kevin O'Leary on Shark Tank, tonight is pretty much poo-poo on a stick. Poo-poo on a stick. All right, I like bacon on a stick, though. I've had it at City Field. I used to eat that at City Field all the time, and then about uh, 
four or five months ago, me and my wife both went vegan. Really? Oh, so you're going to try one of those, yeah. like, like, like new Burger King or White Castle, like vegetable burgers? Yeah, the Impossible Whopper. Actually, they're pretty good. I just get them without the mayonnaise, of course. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> we went to Burger King yesterday, and my family got the, the Impossible Whoppers. But I got the regular Whopper. I had the, I had the Impossible Whopper once. It wasn't doing much for me. We all know your love for a Whopper. That, that's true. <laughs> That could be dangerous. You get well. You know what though? It's uh, we're not having the FCC listen to this, so that's fine. Yeah, that, uh, goes, that goes that goes way back to the old radio days when you used to talk about Burger King all the time. Yeah, the uh, croissant sandwich. The croissant yeah. sandwich. Uh, <laughs> sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Um, <laughs> I was on on Sirius XM. Yeah, uh, Burger King never took care of me though. I never got a free croissant sandwich. Well, you should have wore your uh, your uh, Mets press pass badge in there it might have helped no but i'm like i'm like the king and i don't get free burger king you know we'll get back to the analysis but like i met tony stewart once and he had a gold burger king card i'm like where's mine <laughs> well, i agree I, you're, after all with a name like the king it only seems deserving you have a burger king card yeah i i don't get that jerry so let's start with atlanta colorado this afternoon is uh this even this even on the slate it's not on the, the – I think there might be one of them all-day things where the yeah, prices the are really game. low. It's I usually yeah. don't play them. There's not enough upside for winnings. Yeah, but when you're talking about a game, and this is this is almost like a tease to daily fantasy players because uh, you, you have a Colorado game and it's not on the main slate. Yeah, and it, and if you're only, if it was one of them uh, – the only way you could play this is one of them things where you have the utility and the two times that – that new format they're running there. I don't play it much, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, you know, the Julio Tehran against Tim Melville, uh, you know, I guess you can run a lot of Braves bats out here, you know, especially the way they're playing, coming off a sweep in New York. Uh, you know, Josh Donaldson's on fire. He, he'd be like a must-play here, uh, even if you're doing like a showdown sort of game. Yeah, I mean, it is a Colorado game. I mean, you could probably load up both sides. Tehran's no hero on the road most days so you yeah, certainly have an argument for some left-handed bats yeah he's he's better at home uh oh, st louis is at milwaukee uh adam wainwright will go against geo gonzalez uh wainwright's been better the second half uh geo's had his ups and downs here uh i think both this is a very important game for both both teams here i could uh you know the the, the brewers are not hitting as well as uh, they have recently. If anything, maybe I'll pick Cardinal bats here. Harrison Bader came back from the minors and Homer. He's just he's just thirty four hundred. Uh, Dexter Fowler's just forty two hundred. Goldschmidt's hit his twenty ninth homer yesterday. He's just forty five hundred. Assuming you'd have to spend fifty five hundred for Matt Carpenter uh, played well yesterday, but he gives you a lefty on lefty split, even though he's just thirty thirty eight hundred. Tommy Edmond is forty seven hundred. And, uh, you know, I, th I think you can build a Cardinal stack here. I actually think you could stack both sides. I mean, Wainwright's been pitching better lately, but he's still got a, a road ERA over six. And if you check into the BVP, and I know we don't talk too much and take too much stock in BVP, but there's a couple sample sizes there around 15 at-bats that are really ugly, all from left-handed hitters. So I would, I actually would do a Milwaukee stack tonight, and I would, and I would do a Cardinal stack. This is actually my top game of the night offensive-wise. 
really. Well, I guess yeah, I Col like this Colorado's on the early slate, yeah. Yeah, this seems to be the winner for me this evening as far as offense. I mean, I think they're both going to take a shellacking, and I never trust Gio Gonzalez. No. <laughs> well, you can't, can't. Look, Gio's pitched better in Milwaukee since he's come back. Uh, we got Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Joe Musgrove hasn't been good in the second half. Jason Vargas is actually a very interesting play. He's 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 been solid all year long, and he's just seventy nine hundred at DraftKings. And then you can run a Philly stack. Uh, we got a. Uh, you, you, some of these left-handed bats here. Corey Dickinson is 4,700. Uh, Adam Hazley, if he's in the lineup, is only 3,500. 3, uh, of course, uh, I don't know if Bryce Harper is going to be back from paternity league or not. Uh, Cesar Hernandez is 3,800. Uh, yeah, there's some low prices here, uh, you know, for for uh, for the Phillies. You know, I actually put Vargas in today's pitching article. Uh even though I'm not usually generally very hot on him, it's just there's not a lot to choose from tonight. The thing that kind of scares me, though, is he doesn't have a lot of K upside, and the Pirates don't strike out a ton, especially versus left-handed pitching. But they are 30th in Major League Baseball versus lefties, which is quite a change from a few years ago. So I definitely wouldn't be afraid to take a chance with Vargas, especially as an SB2 today. Otherwise, I kind of like Corey Dickerson a lot today against Musgrove. He's been absolutely terrible. And in, in GPPs, I might still not be afraid to throw a few uh, Pittsburgh right-handed bats in. Yeah, but I, I think Philly stack is certainly be in play. Uh, what do you think of using Vargas, though? I've, I'm, I would take a shot at him as an SP2 or in a GPPs on FanDuel. I mean, like I said, the K upside is low, and you really need to capture strikeouts to, to dominate in DFS, so... That's uh, it's better for an SB two play for sure. Okay, Cincinnati is at Miami. Uh, we got Pablo Lopez is uh, returning from the DL here. Uh, not to anybody I, I would use uh, for tonight. And then on uh, and then on on the other side for the Cincinnati Reds, uh, we're supposed to be Sonny Gray's turn, but obviously uh, he's injured now. So it's it's. I, I thought I thought Gray was injured. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even hear that. I didn't hear he was injured. It says he's starting still. Yeah, I guess I guess maybe I read something wrong. Yeah, because uh, I didn't but, hear. But, you know, other, otherwise, otherwise he's the chalk. Yeah, that's who I put in today's article as the top play. I mean, Miami strikes out over twenty five percent of the time versus righties, and they got a weighted runs created plus of seventy three. I mean, that's almost like Little League status, so I can't see. And with nothing else on the board, Sonny Gray is definitely the top option tonight. And I even wrote about Pablo Lopez. The only problem is he might be on a pitch count, but Miami's a pretty big park, and Cincinnati sometimes struggles, and he's really tough on right-handed hitters, and I've, I haven't noticed most of that Cincy lineup is righties. So bat-wise, I'm kind of shying away from both sides of this game today because it could be one of them really low-scoring games. Uh, but you would spend eleven two thousand two hundred on Sonny Gray, and please disregard my uh, injury comment. Uh, I was thinking of somebody else. Yeah, I would definitely spend up on him today because most of these guys uh, on the board today, bat wise, aren't too high priced. So there's no reason not to spend up. Okay, then we have Oakland at Kansas City. Uh, Homer Bailey, maybe even a better pick than uh, than uh, Sonny Gray. Uh, 9100 against Brad Keller, 8800. You could probably get a, at least uh, you know run a, uh, an Oakland mini stack there. Uh, few few bats. I definitely want to get Matt Olson 
at uh, 4,700. Chris Davis is just 3,300. Uh, and you got Mark Kana is uh, 4,800. There, there are enough cheap bats in this lineup where we could also consider an A stack. I would definitely take an A stack. Um, I would probably shy away from the pitching. And this is where it's good to be a premium, subscri- uh, premium subscriber because we got a weatherman, I believe, in the Slack room. And this game has a 46% chance of rain. And I am not a weatherman. So when I see that, I generally just shy away from pitching. Otherwise, I would still take a shot on the bats, especially the Oakland bats. Matt Olson, for sure. I, Matt Olson's a good play any day. He's in Chapman. And I agree with you all the way on your on your Oakland call there. And I wouldn't be afraid to take a shot with some Kansas City right-handed bats. Even though yeah. Homer Bailey's been okay lately, he's still Homer Bailey to me, and I, I can't can't get behind him. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a weather man. We do have a weather slack room with uh, a oh. lot of our experts being in there. But, uh, you know, I think some of our guys like Jason and David know it so well that, uh, you know, they could appear like weathermen. Uh, Ar- maybe uh, the other day in chat, I think maybe then one of our subscribers is an actual weatherman. Because he yep. was putting weather up, and somebody had said that they were a weatherman. Yeah, well, maybe it was one of the subscribers, yeah. Well, that's why it's good to be in the chat, because you'll pick up all kinds of nuggets in there. Yeah, all that's great for our premium gold subscribers. And uh, Jason is right. Uh, read the story on the homepage. Winning 30K over the weekend, taking down the FanDuel Monster. Uh, and uh, you want access to Jason's stuff, you got to be a premium gold subscriber. Arizona's in San Francisco. Alex Young against Tyler Beatty. Maybe uh, some hitting mini stacks in this game? Yeah, I'd probably go, you know, yeah, both sides of this look good, really. I mean, um, Young is actually has reverse splits, I believe. So he's tougher on righties than lefties. I'm pretty sure I saw that this morning. Either way, I would still be willing to go both sides of this either way. I mean, no, righties hit him better than lefties. My bad. Sorry about that. But I would be, wouldn't be afraid to take San Francisco right-handed bats today against him, and I wouldn't be afraid to take any of the Arizona bats against Derek Rodriguez for sure, especially Dyson, Lamb, Christian Walker batting cleanup is always at a decent price. So them are all guys I'd take a shot at tonight. Okay. Uh, New York Yankees at Seattle. Jay Happ is just 7,100. Uh, maybe a popular GPP play going against the Mariners. It could be. I myself am not using them. I actually be running some Mariners mini stacks and Yankees mini stacks tonight on both sides of this game. Uh, I like Austin Nolak batting cleanup. His price is usually pretty reasonable. And J.A. Happ, I mean, he's just, he's still J.A. Happ. I, he has these up and down starts, so he makes for a DFS target almost on a start basis. And then uh, you have Jerry's Dodgers. I know he's probably going to be using Austin May at 80, Dustin May. 8,500 against Eric Lauer, who's been up and down. So, of course, uh, the Dodgers stack is always in play. Muncie's 5,300. St. Peterson's just 4,100. Uh, Pollock is just uh, 4,400. I wouldn't do Peterson because of the lefty on lefty. Uh, you know, But you have some bats that you can really go to. Will Smith will be worth the 5,400 tonight. Uh, it, it's enough. It's enough spread out prices so that you can use the Dodgers stack tonight. It was actually Eric Lauer who had the reverse splits. Uh, lefties touch Eric Lauer up. They bat 339 as opposed to 257. Oh, so we could go back to Jock Peterson, yeah. I would go back to Jock Peterson, Cody, Be- Cody Bellinger. And the BVP is pretty decent, too, once again, in smaller sample sizes. So I, I wouldn't be afraid to take a shot on A.J. Pollock, Will Smith, Chris Taylor. All the Dodger bats are in play for me tonight, including Dustin May on the mound. 
You know, the Padres are Padres are striking out an incredible amount. I think it's over 26% versus right-handed pitching. So you have plenty of K upside. It's just a matter of how many innings he's actually going to go. Okay, so there's a lot to like stack-wise tonight. We got the Dodgers. Uh, we have the Phillies. We have the Brewers. We have the Cardinals. Uh, what are your favorite pitching picks? My favorite pitching picks tonight are Sonny Gray, uh, Vargas as an SP2 or a GPP play on FanDuel, and Dustin May also as a GPP play on FanDuel or SP2. Okay. Uh, so and keep that's... an eye on the Kansas City weather tonight because it looks pretty bad right now. Yeah, it does. So make sure you check with our Slack chat room for that. Okay, thanks for listening today. Scott Engel for Jerry Coleman, and we'll see you tomorrow.